From New Dog Media and Phoenix Fifth, it's the Settle Smarter Podcast. We're taught that the ultimate goal is literal perfection, but I say it's not. Let's celebrate our uniqueness and focus on our strength and what makes us happy. You are enough. You are more than enough. If you ever feel like a hamster inside of a wheel running a sprint inside of a marathon while balancing on top of a teeter-totter, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Settle Smarter with me, Dana Look Arimoto. Hey, smart settlers, producer Paul here. Are you ready for a dose of positivity and self-confidence? then you came to the right place. Today's guest is Anita M. Scott, CEO and founder of Evolving Humankind and author of The Universe is Your Search Engine, A User's Guide to the Science of Attraction. Let's hear Dana's interview with Anita Scott. Anita, thank you so much for joining us on the Settle Smarter podcast. Absolutely. I am so excited to be here. I'm a huge fan of yours and your book, Stop Settling. Thank you. And I cannot wait for your book to come out, and we'll talk about that a little later today on our interview. So as a guest of this podcast, I try to get people to share expertise, wisdom, practical, and actionable advice. I've seen you on stage. I've worked with you as a client. Now we're friends. We're on a crusade together to help people get where they really want to go, both personally and and professionally. So for today, I'm going to ask you to really reflect and focus on one of the five key facets first, which are either career, family, friendship, community, or well-being. And we're going to start with the facet that is all about community, and then we'll talk about some of the other facets and the trade-offs that you've made and are making. Good? Good. I'm ready. All right. If you could reflect on making any compromises or trade-offs in the areas surrounding community and share with the listeners the results that you've been experiencing that have led you to the work that you're doing today. I'd say letting go of free time was definitely a compromise that I had to make. Uh, I spent 10 years getting three degrees, and you can say that was definitely a compromise. There were a lot of trade-offs with my time away from my family and choosing to do other things. But for me, those trade-offs were well worth it through the ability to grow my career, my wealth, and on a personal growth level. All of it has come together in what I'm doing now with my business, Evolving Humankind, where I help individuals and companies create their future realities to realize their goals. That's amazing. So let's talk about a specific life situation or a prioritization that pushed you either forward or back in one of the key areas and the results that you've realized from that pushing forward or back, doing less or more, being more energized versus more drained. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to flash back to when I met my husband. That was back in 1990. And at that time, I believed it was my job to do what my mom had always done and take care of the household chores, which included making dinner every night. About 10 years ago, though, I noticed there was a paradigm shift with more and more men taking on the responsibility of cooking. And that, plus a really busy job, and the fact that one of my twins would always complain about whatever I made 
making dinners became a real burden. So after careful consideration, I decided to push back and I quit, (laughs) literally. And my husband wasn't happy, which was totally fair because I set his expectations that dinner every night would be ready for him. So I understood that this could be a deal breaker. Uh, And it took a bit, but in the end, he was able to accept it. And the beauty now is our relationship is far more balanced, which of course makes me very happy. Incredible. And I'm smiling. Our listeners (laughs) can't see it because when you first told me that story, you were actually my client. So our own evolution in our relationship has spanned both personal and professional and it's interwoven in such a great way. So thank you for sharing that. And with teenage daughters, I would like to go on strike beyond not cooking. So when it comes to challenges that your clients are facing in the work you're doing today, helping shift mindset inside of companies and for individuals. Is there something that you still find personally and or professionally troublesome that you're able to help your clients with? I'm finding a couple of challenges. Well, more than that, but I'm going to speak to two of them. And one is for women, especially to make a decision to commit to their own happiness as a number one goal, not down the list, the list somewhere. Um, Many like me were taught that we should put others' happiness before us, but that's not right. And the other issue my clients face is the belief that they have so much to work on. They can recount all the ways they're not perfect. But what I say to them is, you are perfectly perfect at being you. You are enough. You are more than enough. I think focusing on our imperfections comes from the belief that we need to be saved and we need to pray for forgiveness and that we're not good enough. We're taught that the ultimate goal is literal perfection, but I say it's not. Let's celebrate our uniqueness and focus on our strength and what makes us happy. It's just a beautiful message and our listeners are most likely right now thinking to themselves, what is that one thing I really want that would make me happy and how do I let go or give up of some old belief that I have? Am I getting that right from your message? Yes. A lot of belief systems that we were raised with um, are impediments and we don't think they're beliefs because it's just the way we operate in the world, but we can question everything. There are no rules. If you're not happy about something, question it, change it. You can do that. It's like ice cubes. You know, beliefs are like ice cubes, they can melt. That's an amazing analogy. So I'm going to go with that. So, in terms of the melting ice cubes, everyone go to your freezer. Think about the tension that lies beneath an iceberg. You can only see a sliver at the top and everything else is underneath. Are you finding that to be? really challenging for the work you're doing, Anita, or more uh, enlightening? Tell us about the work that you're doing and how that ice cube or iceberg effect is showing up. It's both challenging and enlightening. Challenging in the fact that 90% of most people's thoughts are the same thoughts they had yesterday. That's according to Dr. Joe Dispenza. And that means they keep on living the same experiences over and over again and enlightening because once you know that and once you, once you have evolved thought consciousness, you can change that and you can have whatever kind of life you want. You can pull in any manifestations, any career opportunities, anything that you want 
But first, you have to have evolved thought consciousness. It's all available to you, but um, it's it's a dichotomy. It's challenging and it's enlightening. Um, both of them are polar ends, and they have the tension between them both. This seems like the perfect um, moment for me to interject this kind of anecdote joke I heard, which okay. is that a guy um, goes to heaven and he's at St. Peter's Gate, and St. Peter, and there's all this stuff there, and he's looking at all this stuff, and and there's like a Rolls Royce, and he says to St. Peter, well, what is all this stuff? And St. Peter says, well, this is the stuff that nobody wanted. He says, well, how can that be? What about that Rolls Royce? He says, well, that was yours. Yeah. And he says, yep. really? I I mean, I, I never had a Rolls Royce. He said, yeah, well, every time you dreamed of a car, all you dreamed of was a Volkswagen. Yeah, amen. That's awesome. But I do want to say to Paul that everything that is was a thought first. And so if you're only thinking about the Volkswagen, then that's what you're going to get. You never thought about the Rolls Royce. So that's the, that's the answer to your riddle pretty much, right? To your story. So Anita, bring that into people's careers for a moment. Let's come out of the community facet and helping the world and being communal as important as that is. And let's think for a moment about careers since most people listening are working in some capacity, including students, mm. senior people in career, people that are you know breaking out of one career choice into a new career goal. So talk to our listeners about that whole thought process and how it works inside of your system? Well, if everything that is was a thought first, then it comes to bear that if you want to be a director, a VP, if you want to own your own company, if you want to work in a nonprofit, you have to have those thoughts first. And so you really need to get clear about what it is you want. And you do that by following what makes you happy and what you're good at. Naturally, you came into this world with skill sets um, many times those skill sets were taken for granted because they came so easy to you or your parents would say or other people, why are you doing that? You're not like the other. Stop doing that. Um, or you're irritating. In my case, I was irritating <laughs> because I asked a lot of questions and I was very literal. But those became my greatest gifts because... I can go very deep and get granular on complex processes and simplify them, yet I have a visionary capability so I can look granular and I can look at the big picture and the futuristic picture. And not a lot of people have that skill set. So I would say what comes easy to you? How, what makes you different and what makes you happy? And tie those together and, uh, and spend time figuring out what your future best self looks like because if everything has to be a thought first you need to know what that looks like in order to achieve that so in strategy we would say begin with the end in mind does that apply here absolutely so anita there's this game i like to play and you're cool enough to play it with me and i like to call it fact versus fiction so what i find in my coaching practice and throughout my career and even as a wife and mother uh, friend, community member, etc. It gets to be pretty interesting to look back at the emotion and the mental headspace that we waste that's based in fiction versus fact. And so if we could become a little bit more fact-based in terms of where we spend our time and how we decide to lead our lives, boy, it would be 
a time saver and a performance enhancer. Do you agree with that? Yeah, hundred percent. I think fact versus fiction, we're talking about beliefs again, right? Different verbiage, but the same meaning. So let's go to the community facet because a lot of people want to do more in society or their neighborhood or go to church more often, or, you know, go to that PTA meeting or even, you know, help a local nonprofit or even an international one for that matter to do more in the world. And yet, we have no time. We're all spread so thin. So fact versus fiction. What do you think when I say, if I write a check to a nonprofit, it's actually not good enough in terms of giving back? Fiction. I agree. Let's do another one. Uh, I volunteer two times a year at my kid's school, and that must be the minimum to give back and feel good about my contribution. Fiction. Good is the enemy of great. That is fiction. Yeah. So most people who have, for example, believed that it has to all be great or perfect in order to be good enough, this is a new way of thinking. There was a business book back in the day. Some of you won't have read it. Many of you will have read it by Jim Collins called Good to Great. And it talks about good being the enemy of great. And in today's fast-paced society, I'd argue that's not true. It's fiction. So one more. Your personal best is good enough and most likely not perfect. Fact or fiction, Anita? I jumped the gun there. I'm all over that. That's fact. <laughs> so, Anita, we're really excited to introduce a new segment to our podcast called the Settle Smarter Challenge. Would you be willing to take it? Yes, absolutely. Great. So here's how it goes. You're going to share where you're spending the most time each week right now in career, family, friendship, community, or well-being. Career. And would you be willing to take one hour from career? And if so, which facet per week would you put it in? Ah, uh, yes. I would choose the facet of family and I would love to spend one more hour there. We're going to hold you accountable for that. And we would love to hear from you after the show as to how it's going and how the family is also receiving that extra hour per week. Sounds good. So keep us posted. And for our listeners, you know you're next. So get ready to take the Settle Smarter Challenge. Anita, you have been a fabulous guest. It was so amazing to just have a few minutes to hear about your journey and the work you're doing and where you've been. And we would love to have you on again to keep us posted as to the impact you're making. Absolutely. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to connecting soon. Settle Smarter is produced by New Dog Media in association with Phoenix Fifth, who are solely responsible for the content. Check the show notes for links to our website, settlesmarter.com. To find Dana Look Aramoto's latest book, take the quiz, read more about today's guest, and to contact us with your response to the show or any questions or comments. And don't forget to subscribe to the Settle Smarter podcast and share the episode. Settle Smarter was recorded and edited by Paul Godwin, who also composed our theme music. Settle Smarter can be heard at Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever you hear your podcasts. On behalf of Dana Look Arimoto and the whole Settle Smarter team, this is Paul Godwin saying, see you next time.